Okay. Let's go and do a, a podcast, man. Hello. Hello, everybody, everybody. We need to make this lively. So, hello, welcome to Dead ID Show podcast. <laughs> this sounded like bad 80s. That's where that's that's where we were raised up, man. So but you're you're to... missing you're missing the necklace with the uh, 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 pins on it. I used to have that as well, and long hair. No, no. What I'm missing is a stack of guitar amps. Yes, that would then be perfect 80s. Okay, but uh, jogging aside, uh, jogging aside, jogging aside, let's <laughs> do the podcast. Let's. So what I had in mind today is actually a. Uh, kind of semi-known story already, or maybe even more than semi. Uh, that's been going around for the past couple of weeks. Uh, I read an article on one of the one of the websites that a lot of uh, job seekers are using ChatGPT to write their resumes. Yes. So I uh, wisely spent my time today uh, going through some of the capabilities that it has. Okay. Or less than wise, of course wisely and uh, I wanted to have a chat about that to see how you f uh, how you feel about it what you think about it as well and maybe to kind of like um, uh, try uh, chat GPT in uh, let's say writing different types of resumes okay maybe for different let's say IT jobs that that was uh, something that that I did and I found the results to be um, yeah a little bit above average sometimes very good sometimes bad What you can say about it is that uh, ChatGPT is well-read. Okay, let me just quickly do a quick distinction because I was thinking about it and uh, what got me thinking about it was the actual AI. Mm -hmm. And my question is, uh, do you mean, when you say writing CVs, do you mean that AI is writing your CV for you mm -hmm. or you are inputting the data about your life or and accomplish, uh, accomplishments and everything else and then... Uh, AI is sorting through that and creating a CV that makes sense. Very so, good question. So is AI there to make you look good? Mm -hmm. Or is the AI there to organize your skill set so that a person who is reading your CV understands who you are? Let's say that we are going to do two episodes, but this one is going to be about uh, the A version of that. So I'm just here to kind of like not input any data about myself that's personal. Maybe some descriptive information, but not that all that much. And just ask ChatGPT to do a, let's say, general CV for a specific job role with as less data as possible. Can I, before we begin, do a quick, uh, completely off-topic rant? Of course. In 30 seconds, to make you laugh. Because you said that we need to be more positive. Okay. Can we... Please ask Microsoft to use AI to go through LinkedIn mm -hmm. and sort everybody's CVs out. Completely batch. So batch processing of all the CVs to make them look nice. And then send it to JetGPT to chew it in, like to eat. No, 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 no. Just, just, just wait them in, uh, see uh, who is naughty, who was not naughty, uh, and then decide. Are you who... making a Christmas party or something? A list <laughs> for the Santa Claus? Yes. Basically, basically what I wanted to see is ChatGPT uh, being used for good. So make those CVs at least sound nice, not sound like a total lie. Yeah, yeah. LinkedIn is a, a place that's very special. CV centric. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a, it's a CV centric on BS. 
I wasn't saying centric, I was saying cesspit. Cesspool. <laughs> cesspool of CVs, yes. Cesspool of CVs not written in a good way or and, and, lying a lot. <laughs> and demonetized. Yes, yeah, okay. demonetized. <laughs> That's even better. Yeah, okay. So basically, uh, I wanted to pick your brain on, on the topic of, let's say, just inputting basic information. Let's say I want you to write me a CV about, let's say, system engineering job, a developer job, a data scientist job a digital marketing job, some of the stuff that we teach here actually in, at our university, because not because I want to promote that, it's more in lines of what we are actually involved with, so we kind of understand these topics a little bit better than, let's say, talking about, I don't know, finance. Because in finance, we are just, you know, small peanuts there. But in these topics, we are quite well-versed, in a sense. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to open the first one. I'm going to read, read you the excerpt from it. And I want to uh, pick your brain and see your reaction. So I asked Chepiti, please write me a funny CV for fun CV, keyword fun, for system network engineer with 10 years of experience. Okay. Which would be, let's say, you or me 10 years ago or so, 15 years ago. Doesn't really matter. 20. Okay. Okay. And ChatGPT uh, uh, translated my uh, wish to be funny yes. to, uh, by uh, wanting to use a metaphor, which I was all for. That, that was cool. So your name is Chuck Norris. Objective uh, of your, let's say, professional life and of your CV is to continue, to continue my reign as the mo most badass system network engineer in the world. Okay. Experience. Developed a system that could handle Chuck Norris level of traffic without breaking a sweat. Okay. Configured a network so secure that even Chuck Norris himself couldn't break in. Not that he would ever want to. Okay. Implemented a disaster recovery plan that could survive a roadhouse click from Chuck Norris. Okay. Built a server rack that was so sturdy it could withstand a Chuck Norris roundhouse kick. And successfully resolved network outages by staring at the cables until they fixed themselves. It's uh, what's called a Chuck Norris technique. Okay, so for okay, it did all the Chuck Norris memes. So mm -hmm. this this is completely okay. Mm -hmm. uh, the the idea of this is okay, mm -hmm. but uh, my problem is that uh, such a CV makes sense when you're making memes. It doesn't make sense when you're trying to create a CV. Okay, because it lacks uh, the things that I would want to see in a CV. Okay. So, how many years of experience? Uh, what does this make? What does this person actually do? Mm -hmm. So he is worst, well worst in uh, Chuck Norris in everything. Chuck Norris in everything, but what does he do? So, uh, it is a fancy way. Mm -hmm. But I think that this is just an exercise in creating a nice text that is going to be uh, meme friendly, but nothing else other than this. Okay. It, it is fun text. Mm -hmm. Let me continue. Skills. Okay. Next, next part of the CV. Of course, Chuck Norris again. Chuck Norris level coding skills, which means I can code with my bare fists. We're going to come back to this okay. in a second. Expertise in network security. Nobody messes with Chuck Norris's network. The ability to bench press servers, because why not? Mastery of all Chuck Norris approved programming languages, Python, Java, C++, and ChuckScript. We're coming back to that one as well. And Chuck Norris level troubleshooting skills. I can fix a problem before it even happens. Okay. But the first conclusion that I get from this is the ChatGPT doesn't know anything about what system or network engineer does. 
because system or network engineers do not code in Java or C++ or any script. But I would I would suggest otherwise. The problem mm-hmm. is that uh, from all the CVs that I have seen mm-hmm. uh, and all the bragging about that all the CVs do, uh, a lot of the time uh, people who are inexperienced in network engineering mm-hmm. also say that they're being basically uh, God-level coders, uh, they're ba- uh, basically able to troubleshoot everything, do Python, C, C++, C Sharp, C minor, C whatever. And uh, the problem is that Almost all of the CV, CVs do this. Yes. There is a reason for that. Yes. Do you know which one it is? CVs are there to just uh, do a small screen about what you are trying to Don't. say by yourself, okay? Yes, of course. We already went through that. That's obviously true. Yes, but okay. Look at it not from the perspective of the person sending CV. What, okay. what do the companies do when they uh, ask for CVs and or post that they're seeking per people uh, for the job but it's 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 part of the i think this is because has become part of an etiquette uh no, it's, when, it's i would call it a game i wouldn't even call it a game i would just say okay uh you are not doing a good enough job if your uh job proposal or job request for cvs uh doesn't include being able to cook being able to drive being able to uh bench press the universe, bench press the universe being able to use a front loader to load the uh, gravel and so on so basically uh both sides are doing it uh the but it's obvious which which side which started that I think that this is just a war of attrition in uh, who can uh, lie the best. And uh, right now we have a big problem there. Yes. Because uh, let me just take over for a second and and say one thing. Uh, When people are saying that they're going to use CV, uh, ChatGPT or whatever AI there is for writing CVs, uh, this is not a one-sided thing. So the other side, the people who are offering jobs, are going to use CV, uh, AIs to uh, sort of CVs. Mm-hmm. So basically... Why what, is that? Because it's simpler. There's uh, another reason. Yes. Uh, the biggest reason is that uh, I think in the next, I, I will call it two weeks, you will get a, a particular AI that is going to be able to uh, submit CVs in your name. Mm-hmm. So I could probably, <clears throat> I will get a t- tool that is going to go to the LinkedIn. I'm going to say, okay, I need a job in network security. Mm-hmm. And then it is going to automatically uh, do uh, job applications for me for thousands of jobs. And this is going to happen. You know that this is going to it happen. It is, absolutely. Uh, so a normal application or normal uh, job uh, proposal for people is going to get tens of thousands of CVs uh, that are going to be written by AI. Okay, that's already happening now. That's my point. That's, yes, yes, that but, was, without the AI, that was already happening for years. But in thousands. Now yes. it's going to be tens, tens of thousands, thousands or hundreds of thousands. Mm-hmm. And now uh, if you write a CV by hand, mm-hmm. by yourself, you are going to basically be invisible. Because uh, it's going to be attrition by numbers. Mm-hmm. So you are going to be you are going to be able to create a CV that is going to be generated by AI, but also different enough so that the AI on the other side doesn't reject it. 
Okay. Basically, the the, uh, the the first phase of that was overwhelming amount of applications to certain jobs happening, which made companies uh, that were at least, uh, let's say, up to speed with technology and or which were trying to be as good as possible towards job seekers. Not everybody is like that. Uh, they were trying to automate that so that they can have some kind of a selection process. But there's also a second side to that story. A lot of companies gave up on that idea. And then uh, uh, that's the reason why you have so many referral-related things in within uh, enterprise companies. A lot of companies decided that they're just going to go internally to their employees and ask, hey, dude, do you know somebody that we could hire for a job? Can you please recommend him, please? Yes, this is, this is, this is basically uh, completely destroying a uh, job market. Yes. Uh, because... Uh, uh, getting a job now becomes uh, a discipline that requires you to know somebody. Okay, not that we in Croatia don't understand how this works. Yes, we do. Uh, but uh, this is not something that a lot of companies are used to doing. You did it, uh, let's say, a uh, year ago when we hired our colleague as well. You recommended him. Yes, but recommendations is something else. Uh, I, I posted a job application via our HR. We got five or six different you didn't read that i had to yes okay the five or six cvs none of them were even close to being um, a match for what we were looking for and you jumped in uh, that was ex machina thingy thank you very much um and offered one of your let's say uh, people who you knew or okay let's say uh, uh became a friend as well with um uh, to fill that position and it was uh, like a slam dunk yes but uh i see that the future is going to hold uh uh a future that is going to be all of this, but without uh, official job uh, application. Agreed completely. Because people are not going to even risk posting on uh, LinkedIn, mm -hmm. because it is going to make their life miserable, mm -hmm. and nothing is going to come out of it. Job uh, People who are job hunters or companies who are searching for uh, people that, w that they want to employ, they are going to just give it up. Yes. And the other thing that is going to happen is that people are going to get used to being uh, constantly rejected because... Or not contacted at all, which is worse. Yes, but constantly rejected by constant, I mean hundreds of thousands of times per month. Mm -hmm. Because uh, AI gives you the ability to uh, apply for thousands of jobs mm -hmm. per day. So if I create a script that's going to, able to, uh, that's going to be able to say, okay, I need a job in network security. Mm -hmm. Uh, the script is going to apply to every network security job on the planet. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say, okay, I need remote-only jobs. So this is going to happen. So I'm going to basically be applying to thousands of jobs per day. Mm -hmm. And then all of those jobs are going to be unavailable because everybody is going to apply to them. So basically what we are going to do is we are going to just drive up the traffic for the LinkedIn. Nobody is going to do anything about it. Yes, there's actually a secondary side effect of that that's already happening for years now, and both of us are a part of that as well. This is going to fuel a huge rise in the economy of, uh, let's say, the gig-based economy. Yes. Short-term jobs that are going to be whatever the, the let's say, the uh, discipline is. In IT, it's been happening for many years, and there's there are a couple of different reasons for that. Not only the CV-related reasons. Some of them are tax-related as well and money-related and, and whatnot. And, of course, there's a, always uh, that thing that you could argue that companies are uh, actually afraid of hiring people if they're not 100% uh, sure that they could uh, pay them over a sustained period of time. Okay, this is one thing, but uh, as I said, the job uh, searching and job uh, creation process is going to be much, much, much harder. 
It is. Because the recruiters are going to have a hell of a, a, hell of a time trying to find actual people because they're going to speak to... Um, I won't name any names, so I'm, I'm just going to say, okay, fast food uh, style uh, CVs mm-hmm. that are going to be good enough, b- but without any actual content in it. Mm-hmm. And then uh, people who need to read this is going to u- are going to use the artificial intelligence to uh, sort through all of this. So I see just an enormous waste of resources on... Uh, and a lot of unhappy people. No, 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 just first, uh, people are going to get used to it. They're going to say, yeah. okay, I need to send 20,000 CVs in order to get a job. Mm-hmm. Then it is going to become 30,000 uh, CVs, 50,000 yeah, CVs. Yeah, well, big numbers. And you are not going to care because you're going to say, okay, uh, your AI is going to be sending CVs for you, sorting to the answers and say, okay, you actually got one answer in the last month. Mm-hmm. But you send 37,000, whatever, 100 uh, CVs. There's one other thing that's happening, and, I'm no, and, and I know that you are aware of that because you were a witness to that. So to make you laugh, mm-hmm. let's create a CV as a service. CV, that's awesome. We have to web, make a website for that. That's awesome. So CV as a service. CV just, is, just, and you, you, you need to pay one cent per CV. Okay, this is, this is, a, good, this is a good idea. Bora, Bora, here we come. Yes, yeah, so uh, <laughs> one cent per CV, and you just need to uh, input four keywords in your name. Yeah. And the rest is history. Yeah, it, uh, our uh, 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 CV as a service is going to jump to LinkedIn, to Facebook, to, uh, you know, crawl all of your information. Amazon Jobs and Amazon so on. Amazon Jobs, whatnot, yeah, that's awesome. Anyway, uh, uh, I wanted to say that there's another thing that's happening on the side uh, from that, which you were a witness of on many occasions, uh, especially here as the company that we work for basically trains people for the situations that we are discussing which is that a lot of companies are going to become very close friends to people who are training people. Yes. This is something that's been happening in our lives for seven, six, seven, eight years, uh, especially for, uh, um, how should I put this? Uh, let's say uh, maybe a little bit above the pay grade of just a regular, let's say, external teacher or something like that, more in, in line of, let's say, internal employees, some managerial roles, etc. are, constantly overwhelmed with the questions from our partner companies. Do you have somebody? Do you have somebody? Send, send somebody. It's basically the same idea that we discussed from your perspective applied to a company. Yes, they basically are looking for people who are talking to a lot of employees or employable people. No, we are basically filters for them. Yes, we are the filters. Uh, no, we are AI for them. I wouldn't call us filters. Mm-hmm. I would call us uh, connections because we are calling. we are connecting to a pool of people and we don't care where anybody works yes. because we are getting paid for the education. So I see no problem with this. Me neither. Uh, I, I, only, I take great pride in us doing that. Yes, okay, but I want to just see a business model in it. So I so want. So it's a CV as a service, and it's it's then uh, call a, a manager that knows somebody for as a service. No, no, no. Just if I need to uh, take a call from whatever uh, manager is there out there. I'm just going to uh, have a, a special number that is going to be able to be called, or I'm going to hand out vouchers for people to be uh, have prepaid credits for me to recommend people. On a, on a semi-humorous note, my, my dad told me that I should have that kind of a number like 15 years ago for uh, troubleshooting general IT problems. Yes. Yeah, that's not, not the worst idea in the world. Okay, let's move on. But me hating users is one of the reasons why I don't have that number. No, you are not. You don't hate users. You just ha- hate level one support with users. 
I have a distinctive, distinctive uh, opinion on opinions on uh, all of the users. But yes, level one support is uh, the worst. Yes. Okay. Uh, printers and stuff. That's what we love. Let's not go. <laughs> into, let's not go. Not go into the void. Yes. That's. That's not. Okay. So in the next step, I was not per- really happy with what ChatGPT wrote to me, which was obvious, and it's not good. And I, I told it, uh, write me another one, but, uh, you know, lay off with the Chuck Norris thing, use something else. And the next uh, metaphor that he used was, of course, Jason Bourne. Because okay. why not? Whatever. It was always going to be some kind of an action hero. Uh, objective of my CV and my application to your, for example, non-existent virtual job, to bring my unparalleled skills as a system network engineer to the team that values agility, adaptability, and resourcefulness. A little bit arrogant, but not bad. You are liking synergy. Yes, yeah, synergy. Yes, yes, yes. That's awesome. We we love those keywords. Experience built a network that could evade detection from the CIA, and trust me, that's not easy. Developed a system that could analyze massive amounts of data faster than I can take down an enemy, enemy operative, and then it goes off the rails. It okay. becomes completely useless. Skills, expert, expertise in network security. I don't take chances with sensitive data. Proficiency, in, again, in a list of programming languages, which is not system engineering job. Mastery of network architecture and design. I can map out the network faster than I can disarm a bomb. That's cool. Semi. Ability to quickly adapt to new technologies and environments. Very good. Very good point. Superhuman level troubleshooting skills. I've solved problems that would make other engineers give up. I would uh, write it in a different way, but still very good, let's say, point. uh, Out of which, and out of the first CV that we were discussing, you could take some hints and create, let's say, a decent one. Okay, but... Uh, Half of a decent one. I'm I'm still bothered with the proficiency in multiple programming languages and then including Python, Java, and C++. Me as well. Because this is is overselling it. This is overselling it. It doesn't make any sense to have a person like this because... uh, That person does not exist. He may exist, but he's not a network person. Okay, so that's actually something that I wanted to comment on before. And I think we could kind of like wrap this... Uh, discussion about system engineering jobs in very simple terms because system engineering is actually a very good metaphor for what i'm about to say if you go through the cvs for people looking for system engineers network engineers security engineers people who are into it admin plus types of jobs and above from that most of the cvs are going to most of the job requirements there so job hunters companies looking for employees are going to have. I need you to do ITIL, uh, PMI, C++, Java, Python, Shell Script, Ansible, Storage, Networking, Security. I need you to be proficient in five different uh, real-world languages and 50 other skills which have absolutely nothing to do with IT or IT, uh, let's say, uh, administrative slash engineering jobs. We have a metaphor for that, that we use for such, uh, let's say, job requirements. We call them, people want to have astronauts for employees. Uh, I'm usually calling those people no-stack people, Mm -hmm. because they are basically saying that you need uh, entire computer sciences to be able to uh, pull a cable. Mm -hmm. And... uh, how many network engineers do, or physics engineers yes. do you need to change a cable? And this is this is one of the biggest things that I see uh, when we're talking about all of this. Because what I see is that uh, AI is basically good at providing uh, a template and then filling it up. 
-hmm. And this is what AI actually does. Mm -hmm. So it's providing a lexical template and then filling it up with uh, some sort of information. I can see all the templates that you have here mm -hmm. uh, that are basically based on every uh, low to mid-level uh, engineer that is trying to apply for a job. Mm -hmm. Because uh, when you see somebody who is actually somebody in the uh, field, mm -hmm. they are either going to have a one-pager CV or they are just going to say, okay, my name is whatever, call me. Mm -hmm. And that's it. Because they don't... Like that science paper uh, from yes. many years ago, it had only one sentence. Yes, because the idea is that if you know what you're doing, other people also do. Mm -hmm. So you're going to get called. Mm -hmm. So for CVs, that are normal CVs, this is not going to work. This is going to create uh, just uh, enormous amount of communication is going to be completely futile. Okay. And because on the other hand, it's going to be uh, uh, AI uh, that is able to read CVs. And then this is going to break down into uh, skills. Nothing, 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 troubleshoot. Nothing, 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 troubleshoot. Nothing, 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 networks. Uh, because it's going to completely ignore uh, different programming languages, different things. And it's going to try to uh, do the deltas. So it's going to say, okay, mm -hmm. everybody mentioned this. This person claims to know COBOL, whatever. Mm -hmm. So he's a COBOL programmer. And this, Boy, are you old. Yes, but this <laughs> is going to be probably the thing that actually differentiates people. Outlier. Outlier, people between, uh, between uh, a CV that is, was boilerplate CV and somebody who actually put some thought into it. And I think that the skill that is going to develop is going to be how to create a CV that is not too different from the, uh, the rest. Mm-hmm but has the keywords that, is going to, that are going to enable it to flow to the top of the recommended CVs that AI is going to read. Okay. There's one more thing that I wanted to add to this. Let's, let me pick your brain on this because uh, it, it's a story that I haven't told you. We haven't discussed this before. But I would like to kind of try to connect this with our jobs, with IT education that we do. Okay. Um, I know for a fact that some things are happening on the job market from the job seeker side, which I severely dislike. For example, I know of more than a few occasions in which uh, a company was, you know, posted a job requirement. They asked for CVs, they called people for some interviews. And for example, somebody coming from like fresh from college applied for a job of consultant. Okay, please wait. I'm going to get to the punchline very quickly. That person gets to the interview, gets, of course, questioned by a panel of experts from that company who are all way more experienced, educated, older, of course, than him. Doesn't really matter what the, the, what the field is. In, in uh, examples that I've heard of, and they were in the dozens, it's all IT, of course. And then uh, at, uh, after, let's say, the intro part of the inter interview, after they went through some of the stuff that that person wrote on the CV, they asked that person, so what do you want to consult us on? And that person said, I want to consult you about everything. And this is completely okay. Uh, this is completely okay not. Yes, this is completely okay because this makes a selection job easier. Oh, I, I yes. Agree. So, yeah. so uh, that, there's the door. Going. Yes, Dunning Kruger makes a mm -hmm. selection job easier. Oh, I agree with you on that. So, part, so definitely. I'm completely all in for people who uh, mistake uh, being uh, completely out of their league mm -hmm. with being assertive. Mm -hmm. So, I'm completely all for it. When I see something, somebody who is going to make a fool out of himself, I'm going to open the door and uh, wide open and say, 
please come in, let's hear it. I want to have some laughs. Yes, because I'm not laughing, but I want to see how deep his... Uh, delusion is. Uh, delusion mm-hmm. is, or how deep his uh, complete misunderstanding of the situation is, because he's not only uh, misstating what is he's able to do, mm-hmm. but he also doesn't understand what other people are able to do. Correct. Uh, so uh, when I go into a room where uh five or seven uh, five six or seven people are waiting for me mm-hmm. or are older than me i usually expect that some of them are going to have much more experience in the particular things of course what i want to know is which particular field they are, uh, they have expertise in Mm-hmm. So when I'm uh, half-heartedly trying to uh, see what is uh, in the selection process, what is happening, mm-hmm. because I know that you have done this, I have done this, go to an interview. I do it for fun. Yes, I do it for fun also. So I go to an interview to see what is going to happen. And the biggest problem is that sometimes people actually offer me a job because they say, okay, you don't look like a normal person that, <laughs> that, that was here because you don't care about uh, misrepresenting yourself. Because usually, Why should you? Because usually I want to see what are the what is the kind of people that is working in the company mm-hmm. so i can actually say okay if all of the people who are in the interview are smarter than me mm-hmm. this is completely great this is great mm-hmm. but if i see that none of the people in the interview committee are smarter than me then i see that you i can see the road full of problems yes then i want to have coffee with milk a little bit shorter mm-hmm. that's it so because good metaphor because i just want to get this thing nice nicely done nicely uh, done with because i don't want to be there mm-hmm. because if they uh, don't want to get the information from the people uh, by using their best people they're mm-hmm. going to get uh, a lot of misinformation from the people correct okay next example is going to be about a programmer okay job. so again i asked it to do uh, chat GPT to do a let's say CV for a programmer so the name of that non-existent person Sarah, Sarah programmer objective is to use by expertise in C sharp.net and JavaScript to develop cutting-edge applications and create innovative solutions to complex problems experience designed and developed web-based applications in C sharp.net JavaScript that increased productivity by 20% for a major client Implemented new features and optimized performance for existing application, resulting in whatever percent of better engagement. Collaborated, troubleshoot, mentor, junior developers sharing my knowledge and experience to help them grow in careers. There are two points that I want to make here. Thing number one, this is 100 times better than yes. system engineering jobs, which means that uh, ChatGPT understands this better, but it's also a part of a series of questions that I was asking. So it kind of started learning about my questions as well and modifying the answers slightly. Maybe there were other people asking about similar things um, that, let's say, on a side or in the past, uh, I don't know how many days or weeks. So this is way better. Okay, but is it way better because uh, okay, this is vague. It is, but it's still way better. Yes, uh, but is it better? Do you think that is it better because the templates or normal CV for a software job is something that actually requires you to be much more specific about the actual programming? Uh, 
in contrast to the networking CV or networking template mm -hmm. that always requires you to prove that networking is basically something you do in your spare time, but you're able to both code, uh, work in the field, uh, lift weights and so on. Because At I the think same that, time, yes. Because I think this is the problem. I agree with you. I think that people who are uh, trying to get a network engineer to uh, sign in, they are trying to uh, completely undersell the networking part Because they see and they, oversell stuff yes, that is, you know, yes, they want to, they want to see a person who is going to be a good IT guy for everything and a network engineer. And that's exactly where, where what kind of I gathered gathered from this as well. And it leads me to a conclusion, actually, because if this tool was uh, was um, kind of like uh, trained on a data set of existing job applications yes. by companies then it's completely reasonable that it's get, getting these sorts of answers to system engineering and network engineering jobs because those job applications that comp those job um, let's say uh, searches that companies are doing they're yes. ser ser searching for their employees are as vague as hell unlike the programming ones so it stands to reason that the answers that it is giving are exactly the same yes but what i see here is one more even more about uh, a uh, thing that is bothering me. Uh, I see that there is a huge overlap between what people are expecting from a, a person who is going to be a network engineer and security. And a programmer. Uh, no. And I don't see any overlap or any mention of security in the programming CV. I agree with that as well. So this, see, it seems to be that uh, security is just Avoid, avoid outside avoid of that is going to be tacked on uh, the network engineer, but it is not going to be something that a software engineer uh, needs to know about. And this is incredibly shallow. It is, and all of the CVs that I've got from uh, ChatGPT mention nothing about security. And this for, is for programming jobs. Yes. Yeah, so basically, uh, it uh, it says that uh, basically it recommends a microcertified professional as a, a certification that makes sense. And Scrum Master as a certification that makes sense. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have any mention of uh, actual skills uh, in regard to project, mm -hmm. because what I wanted to, want to want to see in a CV is a project that you can actually name, point, mm -hmm. uh, point, point your, uh, direction, point yeah. direction in, and say, okay, this is a project that I did. Mm -hmm. So this website was something that I did. This front end, this back end, Making something, yeah, something. I optimized Netflix to whatever, because. This is what makes a programmer good programmer. Actually, being able to say, "Okay, I saw, I saw this," because when I um, uh, when I was in, in, in the interviews that were trying to find a system engineer or system developer, whatever, uh, usually what got people through mm -hmm. was when they offered a deeply uh, complex problem that they solved. Mm -hmm. And then somebody from the uh, on the other side of the table got hooked on it and asked additional questions. And then they suddenly stopped talking about all the different uh, technologies. Mm -hmm. They went uh, in depth uh, for that particular problem, how it was, so it was solved. And it was, inter if it, it was interesting for somebody. Yeah, engaging topic. And, and engaging mm -hmm. for somebody. Usually this person got uh, invited for another round of interviews. Two things. That's excellent point. Thing number one. Uh, to kind of like conclude my first part of the conclusion that we are going to have a discussion about this later on some other CVs, different types. 
I would say that uh, this is a, a very clear, uh, let's say, kind of like almost distinctive proof that ChatGPT is, Chat is trained, um, how should I put this, uh, is trained on live data that's taken, for example, from, I don't know, LinkedIn or whatever. Probably LinkedIn, doesn't, yes. doesn't really matter what it is. So it means that it has those system engineering, programming, whatever jobs in. It uh, like, uh, you know, digested all of that, learned what, what it could from that, made some connections from that and everything. But it clearly shows that uh, the, this type of technology is so heavily reliant on the source data that it is impossible to correctly use it in a lot of situations. I think that this technology actually misses one important point. Uh, you would get... It is biased to the data set. Yes, it is biased to the data set, but the data set itself has one, one, one big weakness. And this is that we actually don't know which of these CVs were successful, which weren't. Correct. So it lacks the ability to understand what is a successful CV. Mm -hmm. It is able to say, okay, this is a CV, but... It feels the same as uh, if I asked it to create a telephone directory. Mm -hmm. It knows what the telephone directory is, but it doesn't understand what, generic, the, pur what generic the purpose idea. of the telephone directory is. Yeah. So it doesn't understand what makes a CV successful. So it is unable to create successful CVs. Okay. It's just creating text. And the second thing that I wanted to add, uh, you were mentioning how, uh, let's say, job seekers want to see projects that job... job uh, Oh, sorry, uh, uh, companies who are hiring people want to see job seekers who uh, who apply to the jobs. Uh, let's say mention some of the projects that you can point the right direction in and discuss that, etc. I agree with you. That's exactly the reason why uh, we are trying to do stuff related to projects here as a part of our education because that and st students still haven't figured this out because somebody needs to tell them that they're still not kind of like they haven't decided that that's a smart thing. Only a couple of them did what I'm about to say. Their projects that they do for our classes are their portfolio. Yes, but the problem is that uh, they don't have any experience in the CV uh, and in the CV market and the job market itself. And I've seen two students so far using previous projects that they did here as a part of their CV. Only two in, in 11 years that I've been here. The problem is that uh, a good CV, from my perspective, requires two things. Mm -hmm. You need to show a weakness that you can demonstrate and then get out of by talking your way out. So it's much better for you to create this weakness that is going to be standing out extremely from the CV so that everybody hooks on it. Mm -hmm. And then you need another hook that is going to be positive, that is going to show your uh, good points and your skill sets and your proficiencies. Mm -hmm. So basically you need two hooks. Mm -hmm. One good and one bad. Mm -hmm. Your bad hook should be uh, should be bigger than a good one, mm -hmm. but should be easily uh, explainable. Mm -hmm. And then you need another thing to talk about. So white one and the red one. Yes, I like that because this is the this is the way when uh, that always got me through when I needed to talk to somebody. I offered them three solutions because then I offer him uh, I am offering them dilemmas, so they need to think about those three solutions, and then I can get my way in. Because I can choose which two I'm talking about. You're talking from the uh, perspective because of a person who is questioning. Who, who is, uh, no, who is being questioned. Being questioned, okay. Because so I, want clear. To, I want to take the control over the conversation. Of course you do. So I need two or three things that are going to be the main topics. And want, I want them to stand out for my CV so that they are being talked about. Because then I can direct my uh, conversation to, uh, towards them. 
And this is a this is a thing that actually works. This is called NLP, man. It's, and it's called manipulation but uh, if you have real knowledge it's that is job in the, is this it's it's in the interest of the company that you are uh, trying to get hired from i don't i don't think that this is called nlp it, it is. is it, it, it is. is nlp it's uh, nlp is part of it mm-hmm. but the idea is that uh, my experience in writing uh, editorials and writing actual for the journal journals shows when i need to Uh, misdirect people. Mm-hmm. So this is misdirection. It is. It's normal misdirection. And I think this is part of the normal business negotiation, uh, normal work, normal buying of things, manual saying the thing. Yeah, you thing. want to point out your strengths. So that's it. Um, I'm offering myself for a 14 to 99 uh, the, this month only limited uh, limited by supplies last. Yeah. I just wanted to give you a small burn because you said you don't like NLP, but you are implementing it. No, no, no. Uh, I, I think that NLP is just uh, having a bad name and giving a bad name to uh, something that is much more complex than this. So I don't think it's giving a bad name. Yes, I think that when people are talking the NLP, they are completely uh, ignoring a lot of other things that are much more deep uh, when it comes to psychology. You, you know that our approach to that topic is exactly the same. We are not talking about NLP as a standalone topic that exists in a vacuum. Yes, but uh, you, you and me are uh, uh, outliers on this. Yeah. There are a lot of people who basically say, okay, NLP is the solution. And this is, these are the people that I'm talking about. So they are giving NLP a bad name. No argue for me. It just, it just, Mr. Bon Jovi. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, the problem is that uh, giving a bad name to NLP is something that I'm going to always stand behind because people think that by knowing NLP or knowing uh, in big quotation marks, mm-hmm. uh, they know how to work, how to influence people. It's not only that. You need to have a lot more experience in other things. So I hate when people say, okay, this is NLP because it is. But it's not only that. Okay. Uh, I uh, just wanted to kind of like point this out for another reason. Okay. I, I was absolutely sure that our conversation is soon, sooner or later is going to end up in NLP because this is related to some of the topics that we're discussing. Actually, I wanted to approach this from a completely different perspective. A future episode is going to be about education from our perspective as teachers and specifically for the modern age in in the uh, in the era of digital media so how to record the video how to create a short lesson about something stuff like that because the methodology of that the methodology plus nlp of that is way different than doing it in uh, the old analog way i think we have a lot a lot to say about that but this is more po- like a, a, a educational let's say podcast not not about education Educate, educating about. Yes, but it's called methodics. And this is something... This it's is not some, only that. Yes, but uh, methodics actually includes NLP and everything else in under different names. So engagement. Uh, engagement in methodics is basically NLP. Okay. How to create uh, material that is going to be engaging for the student. Yes, but, uh, you know, uh, when I went to secondary musical school and in primary school, the, a little bit of that happened as well. We had a two-year method, a methodology class okay. in which we were supposed to go and uh, act as teachers, in a sense, for small children. In uh, Let's say, uh, before they entered musical school, they had like a preschool for music. Okay. I can tell you that what I learned there stayed, stayed with me forever. 
because uh, if you can engage with uh, children, you can engage with anybody. It's not a problem after that because children are the most energetic and the most demanding in a sense of how to get the, their attention, especially when you're trying to educate them about something. I am right now biting my tongue uh, pretty heavily because what I wanted to say, I'm going to say it anyways, because I'm, <laughs> that, I'm like that. I don't think that uh, teaching four-year or five-year-old children is much different than some of the students that have, I have been dealing with. I knew that you were going to say that and you are way wrong. Uh, I think that uh, what is better when we are dealing with children mm -hmm. is that they're much more open to new suggestions and they don't have preconceived conceptions about the things. And Yes, but they are also way different in their perspective. Uh, all of them are different in terms of how they were brought up. Their yes, 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 yes. But no, it's way more difficult. This applies, this applies to some students also. It does. Yes. Of course, so, of so I'm just But going to, jo uh, joking aside, I'm just going to say that there are a lot of similarities between young students. Are. Yeah, there are, but not as much as you think. But when they get think. older, it gets much easier. It does. Absolutely does. Okay. I just wanted to kind of like sidetrack into that discussion because I actually thought about this today because we have hundreds and thousands of hours of uh, online education specifically. And it's especially in the COVID era. The stuff that we learned there, you cannot unlearn. I think that in the COVID era, uh, whoever was trying to uh, push themselves to see how this thing works and how the online education works, because uh, both you and me, we did uh, some trials of things that are completely unconventional. Yes. We stayed up extremely late talking to the students. Yeah. We organized online meetings that weren't basically, they weren't about anything. They were just online meetings in order to get people to uh, talk. talk to each other, uh, to try to be open about their problems and so on. So to try to alleviate some of the problems that were created by the COVID and the isolation that COVID actually brought upon us. We also had uh, that brief uh, time when in Croatia, especially in Zagreb, because this is specific to Zagreb, mm -hmm. after the earthquake, when everything was closed. Mm -hmm. And this was especially mentally tiring uh, time for all the students. Yes. Because uh, the rest of the uh, rest of the countries or rest of the population in the world got more or less just locked down. But you also got a complete lockdown because parts of, parts of the city wasn't, weren't working. Mm -hmm. So you not only couldn't get out, but nothing was uh, happening outside. So mm -hmm. it felt completely like a void. And this created their, uh, its own set of problems. Yes. And we dealt with those problems by using completely unorthodox uh, approaches. Yeah, but completely reasonable ones. Yes, but I think that not only th those reasonable ones, but th those, those approaches created another uh, way of thinking when we think about online learning. Because They did. Because I see that both you and me have much more uh, lenient way of talking about when we, when we, when we are dealing with the online learning. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, we both decided to have the best equipment. Mm -hmm. We understood when, where is the, uh, where the equipment has its own uh, use cases, use cases, and the things to do and things to say when it comes to online learning. Yeah. There's a time and place for those things. Yes, and this is something that made us different uh, from uh, all the other people who were doing the same things. Yes. Because they didn't try to do uh, some stuff that we did. 
Yeah, but we got heavily awarded for that. I'm not calling that awards. I'm just going no, to no, say... No, no, from the student's perspective, those are yes, awards. Yes, 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 but I, I don't think this is an award. I think this is just a normal interaction. Hmm. Because what we got back was normal interaction. No, uh, I was referring to the surveys. Yeah, yes, but uh, we got back yeah. normal interaction. Personally, personally, it when, was... When all the other people, uh, all the other people got, I wouldn't say blocked, but emotionally blocked. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we got a lot of, a lot of the uh, things that we thrown at the students, we got back. Yeah, okay. Uh, two more examples, because this doesn't have to take two hours. The next uh, job that I asked uh, ChatGPT to write a CV for was for a data scientist. Okay. Name of the person is that Data Jedi, or okay. the, let's say, nickname. Objective, to use my mastery of data analysis and visualization to help organizations navigate complex data landscapes, much like a Jedi master guides their Padawans through the galaxy. Okay. Can I conclude something from this? When it doesn't have enough search data that it's uh, kind of like digested, it starts spewing out such nonsense, complex nonsense, which can be understood by people who understand those terms, but not by normal person who is, uh, uh, let's say, sifting through the CVs in some kind of a, let's say, any company. This is very difficult to read. I have to, like, I need a liter of coffee and some chocolate to understand this because my brain is having difficulty digesting this. Uh, I think this is related to the data set and to the learning process. And this another reason why I constantly am saying, and I'm going to keep on saying it, this is not mature enough to be used in production. I think this is mature enough to be used in production, but under... Uh Strict any, regulations. Any, no, under any normal uh, term of using in production, this should be heavily uh, supervised. And this is a tool. Who's going to do that? The person who is writing the CV. No, they are not. Because the person who is writing the CV should be able to understand that this CV is completely uncomprehensible. Hmm. And uh, if somebody is selling, uh, uh, trying to sell me, and if it's writing on my behalf, I can spend two to three minutes to go through this and say, okay, I don't understand this. And this is supposed to uh, describe me. Mm -hmm. So I shouldn't be uh, sending this. As if being self-critical is something that a lot of people do well. Or do at all. Mm -hmm. But yes, yes. And uh, just one more more note. Uh, When we were talking about data sets, uh, I think that the biggest problem that people don't understand about the data sets is this. Uh, For the things that are general, so like a CV for data scientist, there is a huge data set. Okay, not so huge as, uh, for example, for the software engineer. Obviously. Yes, but when it comes to details about the data scientist, uh, the data set is extremely small. Mm-hmm. This is the same thing uh, as when you ask uh, uh, AI to provide you with a uh, source code for something. If you ask a general question that is easily recognizable and has been done thousands of times, if not uh, tens of thousands of times, for example, you ask for a, I don't know, quick sort in my Python, uh-huh. it is going to provide you with an excellent answer. Uh-huh. But if you ask a very specific question for a very specific topic, it is not going to find enough information in the data set then it's going to start to hallucinate and you're going to end up with something completely unusable. I would call this semi-hallucinating what it's writing. I think this is, the, 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 this is completely hallucinating. This is like the AI equivalent of uh, writing hallucinating CVs, if you ask me. Thank you for mentioning SORT. I had a very cool interaction with my students about that yesterday. We're going to talk about that later. Okay. 
and I'm going to use just one more example. I also asked ChatGPT to create a CV for a person who is into digital marketing. Okay. Which tends to be a popular thing today. Social media expertise, Google AdWords, whatnot. Okay. This is when it really got off the rails. So I, I did not tell it in any shape or form to start acting like a, uh, let's say, a Hollywood reporter or something. But it started with name John McClane. I was, okay, I was laughing at this because it's funny. Summary, innovative and results-driven digital marketing expert with 10 years of experience in developing and executing with successful marketing campaigns, which includes CEO, SAM, PPC, email marketing, social media, content marketing, blah, 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 personal experience, whatnot. And then, led a team of digital marketing specialists in developing and executing successful marketing campaigns across multiple channels, including email, social media, and search. Cliffhanger, uh, I hate email marketing, as any sane person should. Developed uh, uh, and implemented SEO strategies to increase website traffic and improve search engine rankings, blah, 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 blah. And then another one, in, at which point I would say that ChatGPT kind of told me that it's getting fed up with my questions, in a sense. That's the vibe that I got from it. Uh, because it started basically profiling and insulting, in a sense. Not me, but the non-existent person that it is writing CV to. Karen, I don't, I know what's best, Smith. Fantastic, okay. fantastic name. Summary, seasoned social media manager with passion for developing and executing innovative campaigns across various platforms, blah, 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 not afraid to take risks or think outside the box to achieve results, experience, blah, 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 skills, proficient in social media management tools, tools including Hootsuite, Buffer, Sprouts, Social, HubSpot, whatnot, excellent communication and collaboration skills. When I read this, uh, I mean, Karen, I know what's best, Smith. I was like, are you insane? You know? And actually, before that, I, I told it to create me a CV with a little bit more sarcastic vibe. It refused. And I uh, then, just like we discussed in one of the episodes, I kind of like went around that problem by saying, that's okay, just be a little bit ironic. Okay, I wouldn't call this a touch of irony. I, me neither. Because this is not irony. This is this just, is punching your face irony. Uh, this is just bad. Mm -hmm. But uh, let me go back to the first CV that you showed. Mm -hmm. Because the problem that I see is one of the since I'm used to uh, quick quick reading things, it mentions uh, proficiency. No, 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 no. Don't first uh, the um, uh, the first John, John McLean. John McLean. John McLean. Oh, yes. No problem. We're going to find that. I go see, ahead. I see that it mentions. Uh, being proficient in the Google Ads and being ads uh, in campaigns. Mm -hmm. Being ads has been, I checked, uh, has been dead since 2019. Mm -hmm. So it's a four-year-old name change that has happened. Uh, it's called Microsoft Ads now. Mm -hmm. And it's scary that Microsoft's own uh, engine mm -hmm. doesn't know how uh, technology is called right mm -hmm. now. And I would be completely... Uh, the disregarding this because if a marketing person doesn't know what one of the biggest um, ad platforms, ad platforms uh, mm -hmm. uh, is called, I have a problem with them. Me too. So, so this shows that the 
initial data that is, it is basing this on is extremely small. It has a big problem because it is based on probably a couple of CVs that were completely doctored. So, uh, and old. And old. So this is something that I just, awards and honors, uh, Ken Lyon Award. Okay. Okay. What's that? Red Dot? Yeah. Imagine receiving this CV. Now try to think of this. Imagine receiving this CV as somebody who is doing the job hunting. What What do you do? And then we're going to talk about the person sending this for a second. I'm just going to ask one question. Which is? How did you get the Khan Lion Award for Best Digital Marketing Campaign mm -hmm. uh, based on your 10-year experience 13 as years ago? <laughs> so how this discrepancy happened? Mm -hmm. Because this shows complete lack of respect for the time. You think the time, time goes in linear fashion? In marketing, it doesn't, but... Uh, this, <laughs> That's correct. This, this in, basic, in sales as well. Yes, yeah, so this is something that uh, immediately comes to my mind uh, when I look through the... I want to see a timeline. Mm -hmm. I think about timelines. So when I see a CV... Mm -hmm. I want to see when, when, when... Stuff. No, I want to understand how. No, you do want to see when that person because, was because hired from, by multiple companies. Because from this, from this uh, CV, mm -hmm. it seems like this person came like a meteor uh, with Khan Lion Award. And then eight years later, he was uh, in top 50 digital uh, marketing influencers. And then now he doesn't know how the platforms are, no, uh, are called and he's just applying for a job. So basically, on, on, uh, so basically he's on, on a downward spiral and this spiral yeah. is not good. And you don't want to hire that person. Yes. <laughs> okay, now let's go back to the, uh, to the person who sends something like this, because this is very important to understand. Kind of like the summation of all that we discussed. The problem with this is that it has, it doesn't have enough information. Because of that lack of information, because it's prone to hallucinating, as we call it, or imagining things, it writes incorrect data. It has old data. And as a result of that, to pardon my, my bad French, but it can make a complete ass out of you problem with all of those when you combine them is basically you as a person you come off as being lazy don't know stuff you don't write exactly you know this is easy to recognize you spot you spotted it uh, like in two seconds and the, the level of responsibility that exists here from both sides is different to what it is now Yes, but I think that the biggest problem is going to be how to spot this CVs in the huge sea of CVs that are going to uh, be applying for every job. There is no answer to that question. Yes, I know. I know. This is the biggest problem because uh, you can basically scratch these CVs out uh, from any uh, reasonable uh, job application, uh, uh, job application as such. And who is going to be the person who is going to see the other ones? Because, I have no idea. I hope I'm not. Because uh, I want to see what what and how is going to happen with this uh, when the other see other AI starts looking for CVs that make sense. Mm -hmm. Because I can just ask my AI to say, okay, give me the uh, CVs that make sense or Give me these CVs that are, I don't know, 10% uh, outliers uh, in regards to a standard CV. Mm -hmm. uh, give me a CV that is not standard. 
Give me a CV that is completely bonkers. You want to go metadata slash attribute data. Yes, because what I want to see is, uh, give me the CV that is completely crazy. Mm-hmm. I want to see what is the outlier, what are the outliers. So suddenly, if you are a normal person that, that did normal jobs for normal amounts of time, you invested in yourself and you were basically off the radar, you're going to remain off the radar because nobody's going to spot you in the sea of CVs. Yes. So you're going to keep on being invisible or you need to you uh, we are going to create another set of marketing skills that are going to be called ai engine optimizations so ai spotting whatever engine, spotting no no no, no. Uh, uh, so ai whatever mm-hmm. and this is going to be a new skill that is going to be uh, something that people are going to look for mm-hmm. and then if you ask uh, people who is going to be the marketing uh, consultant for AIOU. And this is going to be some, uh, he's going to sell, uh, tell you that he has been doing this for the last 10 years, mm-hmm. at least, mm-hmm. out of the last one year that AI was on the market, mm-hmm. and that he's extremely good at it. Okay, but that still leaves one more question that yes. we need to answer. What about our CV as a service? Now we have two services. CV as a service and? AIOU. Oh Lord, who's going to remember that? But uh, we we can do a site. We can do a single single page site to see if there is a market for this. Please, for the love of Christ, no. AI AI engine optimization, AIEO, <sighs> and uh, I bet that this is going to happen. Yes, it is absolutely. It is going to happen. We need Human be, nature. We need to be the first ones to uh, get get our hands on it. We need to be the first ones to get traction. Yes, so, uh, okay, traction is compl- uh, complicated, but uh, the first one on the market. Okay. Uh, With that being said. Let's, let's, let's uh, wrap this thing up because we are going to hallucinate our way. We are to... going to hallucinate our way into thought process. Yes. yes. Okay, thank you. Thanks. <laughs> thank you for uh, watching us. Bye. Bye.